Xavier Woods is like the biggest multifaceted person I've ever seen in the sports entertainment field. I'm like, man, this guy can do everything. What can he do? Welcome, welcome, welcome to Athabel. I am still Corey Graves, and we have got a big one for you this week. We use the word frequently in WWE, even when it's not necessarily apropos. Today, it is apropos. It is a historic day for WWE, for the WWE universe, and of course, to help me navigate this historic day slash weekend, the shroot to my Scott from NXT Vic Joseph. Vic, what's the word, my friend? I'm very excited, as well as you and, and, and many others for today. It's hard to actually put into words what's uh, taking place, but we always talk about getting back to normalcy, and it's these little wins that you and I have had over the last year. The world has had anyone listening. Today, if you are a fan of sports entertainment, it is back to business. There is a very real possibility that some of the members of the ATB faithful who are listening to this podcast as we speak to the dulcet tones of my voice and yours that are actually physically on their way to the Toyota Center Friday night SmackDown live in front of the WWE Universe once again. It felt like this day would truly never come. Yeah, I've had a small taste of it with NXT, of course, at the Capitol Wrestling Center with uh, whether it's our TV on Tuesdays or some takeovers and 100 people felt like 10,000, 200 felt like 20,000, 400 felt like 40,000. And just feeling the energy on a, on a small amount was so satisfying. I know to me personally, I can only imagine to those that competed in the ring. Our guest today, Isaiah Swerve Scott, I'm sure can talk about that a little bit better than myself. But man, to get into the Toyota Center, money in the bank this Sunday, and then the road continues. I can only imagine for you what it's going to feel like. It's unfamiliar. I've, I've had a taste right? of it over the past like, <laughs> several weeks just because the rest of the world is starting to travel Man. again. But I've experienced flight delays and flight cancellations and having to rebook hotels and change airports and all of the madness that comes with life as a part of the WWE. And uh, to say I'm not excited about it would be a complete lie. I'm stoked. I am fired up. I am jacked up. I am excited to see faces around the ring, not just on digital video boards. And and how weird is it now? We are going to talk about the Thunderdome as a thing of the past. It's an era that will exist forever. And let's be honest, it was never perfect. But now in hindsight, the appreciation we all have, everybody who showed up week after week to make TV, to have the Thunderdome. So shout out to Jason Robinson and the, the entire WWE production crew, everybody in the truck who has somehow kept this, this ship afloat for the better part of a year, actually over a year now, Uh, 480-something days, I believe, since we last played in front of a live crowd, not including WrestleMania, which to me was was sort of a sick tease. It like was, an appetizer, it was right? Like unbelievable. <laughs> the best appetizer you've ever had to where you're like, this is going to be the best meal I've ever had. And then you go, all right, the appetizer was awesome, but you're eating McDonald's for the main course now. It's like, oh, okay. It's- now it's time to dine on filet, man. It's, it's wild to think about because now we're all getting – back out and and going back to real world living in small doses and we're forgetting to look ahead towards events because you're right people that are sitting in the car right now listening they got those tickets in their hand like man i'm going back i've waited you've been to pirates games sure i just went to vegas and was texting you the bullet boys were playing i didn't even look up 
what acts were in Vegas to, to watch, you, you know, and I completely missed which, out which, on Let seeing, me stop you there. Who goes to Vegas and doesn't bother looking up what acts are available? Why else do you go to Vegas, Vic? I'm saying, I'm thinking, oh, well, yeah, pandemic, nothing's going to be open. Nothing's going to be playing. I know they got Garth Brooks there. I know they got this fight here, but nothing like small and, and intimate like the Bullet Boys playing at the on Fremont Street in front of 150 people. I didn't bother to think about it. And I walked in. This It was literally Graves a kick in the gut. I texted you, did I not? You sure did. I was heartbroken. I literally walked around Fremont Street with like a sad puppy dog and in as Vegas much for my birthday. As I have tried oh. to to arm you with for life as my young so Jedi, it was very disappointing to me that you missed out on the Bullet Boys in Vegas. But look, put it in the rearview mirror, Vic. No need to be disappointed. This weekend is all positivity. Very true. For, which I know is rare coming from me, but I am genuinely to my too. core excited to arrive in Dallas, drive to Fort Worth, check out Money in the Bank. I'm excited to sit on my couch Friday night and watch Carmella and Bianca Belair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Big match to kick off the return to normalcy. But Vic, I was thinking before we started the show about how many superstars we have on the roster now that have made their debuts or at least competed more regularly on Raw or SmackDown who have rarely, if ever, had the opportunity to compete in front of a live WWE crowd. Save for WrestleMania, obviously, everybody got got a chance to perform and, and what a memorable weekend that will be for all of us forever. But you look up and down the roster, there are a lot of new faces, a lot of face I don't want to say unfamiliar because they've become familiar during the pandemic era. We've known that they are stars in the Thunderdome era, but I'm talking at the very tippy top of the mountain, Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, Riddle comes to mind. Yes, they all had their moments in the, and they got to experience the live crowd at Raymond James Stadium at WrestleMania, which is the pinnacle of sports entertainment. But they don't know the life. They don't know the grind that comes with being a WWE superstar, particularly as a champion. And, and I'm not I'm not casting doubt. I, I'm just this is a very real situation you you can attest of what a what a shock it is to come from I, I hate to say the comfort of the performance center but the normalcy and the regularity and the routine of being in NXT uh, everything's very regimented everything's the travels relatively simplified it's group travel oftentimes you guys have a bus that take you from city to city it's not like that anymore i'm trying to think of a it's not it's a culture shock because really to me when I went from being signed to three and a half, four months later, going and doing main event with you, then 205 Live, and then pay-per-views, and then so on, and so Mixed Match Challenge, and everything started going, going on, the hardest part of the job was never calling the matches, was never um, sitting in, in catering, was never, you know, quote-unquote, waiting around for the day to start or going to a meeting. It was the travel. It was having to wake up at... Uh, 4.30 in the morning to catch that 6 a.m. flight to land to then get in a rental car to then go drive 200 miles to like Butte, Montana. If there's anyone listening in Butte, Montana, that's completely far off the map. So you're right. I'm trying to think of some names because a lot of the talent, though, have competed in a Royal Rumble like a Bianca Belair. But then the next day they were getting on a plane flying back to Orlando. Exactly. They weren't getting in a car driving to wherever Monday Night Raw was. And when you and I were doing it, we had the pay-per-view Sunday. Raw was Monday, SmackDown, Smackdown. was Tuesday. Right. So we had four days of travel in a row. So, so in particular, I'm looking at, at a Rhea Ripley or a Riddle. Rhea in particular, 
as the, the Raw Women's Champion now, will have to compete at Money in the Bank. Okay. And then oh, yeah. travel to Monday Night Raw. So now you're coming off of a pay-per-view, a grueling match. Pay-per-view is where everyone leaves it all on the line anyway. Then you have to drive, to your point, sometimes 200, 250 miles, 300 miles at night after the show. Get to Monday Night Raw, do it all over again. And you've got someone like Bianca who literally began her journey at the beginning or at the top of the mountain, winning the main event of WrestleMania, winning the SmackDown Women's Championship in front of a stadium full of people. Bianca's never done a standard live event. And it's a very different environment. It's a grind. And when you're holding a championship, generally speaking, in WWE, you're the one that goes to do media appearances. So to your point, Vic, not only are we going to drive 250 miles after the show ends at 10 o'clock Eastern time or 1030, then you drive 250 miles. Then you have to be in a car at four o'clock, five o'clock in the morning to go do a tour of the local radio stations and and do the, the morning news shows and all the media appearances. And that happens to a lot of superstars, but the champions generally bear a great deal of that weight. It's going to be a very interesting wake-up call to everybody. I think it's exciting. It's a positive thing. It's just a very, very different experience and environment. And a lot of the superstars we've grown to love and respect through the pandemic era will have a, I hate to say the rude awakening, but definitely an awakening as to what it truly means to live and breathe and be a WWE superstar. It it certainly does. I remember um, for me personally, and you've done a lot of travel, I was going to Europe once a month for a week for a year and a half. So I would do live events, also three days of TV in a car driving with you and our good friend of the show, Mike. Uh, and then I would get on a plane, fly to Europe to land to do two more shows and get back on a plane to fly back to the States to do main event before Monday Night Raw. And that's what a Bianca, as you mentioned, talks about. And then you think about daily stuff too. People think about all this stuff you just mentioned, then they got to work out. Then they still have to call their kids. They got to call their mom. They got to call their dad, their girlfriend, their boyfriend. They got to remember birthdays and, and all of and rehab, you know, when they want to sit and rest their body and go get work done and stretched and all tan as silly as that is people. I got to go tan today. And like, that's part of the daily life and struggle. And it's going to be, it was definitely a rude awakening to me. And I don't, I don't do nearly as half as anybody else did at the time when, when I got called. That's how I got the wheel man, by the way, for people that want to make That's this right. full circle. The right. wheel man began on a trip from Phoenix, Arizona to Ontario, California, or vice versa, six hours straight from a show to another show. It is a grind. I miss it though, man. I, exactly. That's how I, you I, took the words right I out of my mouth. It. It's, it's the only grind in the world that we're all excited to, to jump back into with both feet. G3 Assistance through Virginia's community colleges is your pathway to a new future, helping those who qualify pay for school and train for the right career. Right where you are, right now. Get a skill. Get a job. Get ahead. You can learn more at vccs.edu forward slash G3. While we're talking about Looking back at the pandemic era, the Thunderdome era in WWE, we would be remiss to not mention one of the MVPs, in my opinion, in your opinion, in the opinion of many of the entire Thunderdome era, that being Bailey. Unfortunately, it was announced she suffered an injury, not going to be able to compete at Money in the Bank. She's going to be out maybe nine months. Just want to take a minute to send a little love Bailey's way. Uh, 
nobody has worked. I don't want to say nobody. A lot of people worked their asses off throughout this entire era. But on screen, for my money, Sasha Banks and Bailey really, really carried a lot of the load for the entire company throughout this. We've talked about this um, on this program several weeks ago. The MVP for me throughout the Thunderdome was Bailey because she was able to create a whole new layer of her character with no audience. And I don't even know how hard that is, but she made you hate her without having anyone else to really play off of. I mean, she was going after Michael Cole, which maybe helped me smile a little bit when I'd see I her mean, say let's be honest. There, there are a lot of people listening who would love to go after Michael Cole. You know, so it just was, um, she was the MVP. And when, I, and when I read that and heard that and sent a text to her, it's, it's heartbreaking, man, because she was getting ready to go back out in front of a live crowd like we just talked about. And I can only imagine the reign of booze and hate she was going to get, which in my mind would have been the payoff for Bailey for the last 400 and some days that you just counted to us. Oh, absolutely. When you, when you want to be a bad guy, you want to be the best bad guy you can be. She's been killing it. It's unfortunate. It's part of the game, but no doubt Bailey will be back better than she was before. But I want to look ahead two days from now, Vic money in the bank, Fort Worth, Texas. Again, the WWE universe in the house. This is always one of my favorite pay-per-views of the year. It's nonstop excitement, start to finish. What are you most looking forward to? So I, I guess it's to see what the superstars conjure up in these Money in the Bank ladder matches. Because again, for the last however many days, we've been seeing them do these matches yeah. and do these crazy things with nobody there and yeah. no instant gratification. Yeah. So to see what the uh, superstars conjure up um, for this uh, big return, getting back to business this weekend is what I'm most looking forward to. And that's coming from the heart. I mean that wholeheartedly. I'm really looking forward to seeing what they can do. And I'm sure we're going to get some pure emotion on a lot of the talent's faces. And that is that connection is what I'm looking forward to. I can't say you're wrong. I, I actually understand and agree with all of those sentiments because uh -huh. I share them. However, let's talk about what kind of car crashes we might be looking forward to. And I'll tell you what's made me salivate, particularly about the men's Money in the Bank ladder match over the past several weeks. Two guys, Ricochet and John Morrison. What they have done on Raw over the past three weeks leading up to Money in the Bank just reminded me, reminded everybody, A, that these guys are out of their freaking minds, but B, what sort of carnage, what sort of spectacle awaits this Sunday at Money in the Bank? We've seen Ricochet and Morrison both sacrifice their own well-being, to your point, in front of zero fans. We're going to have a packed house in Fort Worth, two guys Factor in the other six elite level athletes who just just up the ante and the and the chaos factor of everything. I think this on paper right now stands to be one of the most exciting Money in the Bank ladder matches of all time. I agree with everything you just said as well. And I think John Morrison has reminded the WWE Universe just how good he is, along with Ricochet with some great matches over the last several weeks on Raw. At the end of the Money in the Bank ladder match for the men, I think John Morrison is the one standing holding the briefcase. That's just my personal opinion and my prediction for that night. Bold prediction, but I dig it. I stand by it. I think old Johnny Drip Drip's been firing on all cylinders recently. Definitely a possibility. Elsewhere on the card, you got Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair, Raw Women's Championship. You got Lashley, Kofi Kingston. The way Raw went off the air Monday night with Bobby saying he's sick of the BS makes me terrified. For Kofi Kingston. We know what a stylistic <laughs> matchup nightmare Brock Lesnar was for Kofi Kingston when he took Kofi's WWE Championship the first time. 
I see history repeating itself. Well, you take a look at Bobby Lashley. We've talked about this before. Legitimate. He's a badass. And when he flips that switch, it comes through the script. Scared you, scared me. Yeah, I'm I'm afraid too for what, what could happen. And I think it's probably going to end the same way. The almighty one retains and moves on to SummerSlam. It's going to be a big night any way you slice it. I also, Vic, am very, very excited about next Monday night on Raw, which would be on the heels of Money in the Bank. The first time the A-team, Monday Night Raw, gets to step out on our own. Gets, Jimmy Smith's going to get to experience a live WWE crowd for the first time ever. I want ATB signs polluting, polluting the entire arena in Dallas, Texas on Monday night. I want Vic Fears Graves. I oh, want don't need Graves Rules. ATB for life. Die, Vic, die. That's very, no. That's well, I mean, it made nice. The Rock a huge star. It was just, it a, just a suggestion. Actually, no, actually no, I'm going out with that. I'm willing, <laughs> I, I'm very interested to see if you how, get how, how heavily will you be laughing to yourself if when we come on the air Monday night, there is a sign opposite hard cam that just says, die, Vic, die. And it's all my fault. If someone has a die, Vic, die, hashtag ATB sign, I promise you I will find a way to get an image of it and post it on my social media, and I'm very sure Graves will do the exact same thing. I would, now that's all I'm going to look for. I'm going to, no, what'd you watch on Raw? I literally just watched the crowd to see if I could find a die, Remember the, Vic, remember the days sign. of the Attitude Era where there were so many signs, you didn't even know what was happening. You just saw signs, Cartman just 316. Just a sea of just, signs that, yeah. that come on air. And just, I say we bring it back. I want, that's how I want to know who listens to ATB. I want to show up in Dallas on Monday night and I want to see neon poster boards everywhere that just say irreverent, nonsensical stuff. Don't get yourself in trouble. Don't get yourself kicked out. Don't try to no, be controversial. Don't, that won't Don't work. do that. We got to shelve this conversation for another day because I would love to have a conversation about why we don't see more signs in the crowd. We don't need to have a conversation, Vic. We're just going to bring it back. You and I. Like I want to know what happened. Like, like Michael Scott and Dwight Schrute together. Our powers, we're like Voltron. We Who are going to bring are back guys? the side. I cannot stand you. This is why I am constantly looking for your replacement. We're going to bring it back. We're going to inspire the masses, Vic, or at least like the six people that listen to this podcast will have signs in Dallas. I believe it in my heart of hearts. And if not, I'll be gravely disappointed in all of you. But before we get any further, Vic, I do, I would be remiss to, to drive past NXT, because you had a oh, massive man. week, a lot of things going down. We've got Isaiah Swerve, Scott, the NXT North American champion coming up in just a matter of moments. But man, a lot went down this past week on the black and gold brand. Uh, Ma- Mandy Rose is back, and that shocked all of us that were sitting in the Capitol Wrestling Center. Still don't really know why we saw Aaliyah basically drop the Robert Stone brand. The bigger picture was what the hell did Karrion Cross do putting his hands on Samoa Joe? Now, you talk about provoking Samoa Joe. You've known Joe for decades. 20 years, yeah. Would you ever fathom jumping him from behind? Because when Joe wakes up, yeah, you. When Joe wakes up, he's going to be pissed off. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. But does it still matter? Does, Does the adage still hold true, don't poke the bear when you put the bear to sleep? Well, we're going to find me, out. I'm not going to, I'm not going to step in the ring with Samoa Joe or try anything. I'm going, okay, that, that dude is a legit monster. Like I'm not trying anything. Cross puts Joe to sleep in front of the entire world to see 
What does Cross have to be afraid of? I mean, I hope it leads to these two bulls throwing down. Trust me, in my heart of hearts, the wrestling fan in me cannot wait to see that down. But if I'm Cross, man, I don't know that I'm sweating it. I just put the big bad Kodiak to sleep. I, I think you got a couple of questions that need answers, and it's all going to happen this Tuesday. Can't take away also from the NXT Championship match that we had with uh, Johnny Gargano and Karrion Cross. But man, what a night it was. There were more questions than answers from this past Tuesday, and I'm genuinely excited to get to next Tuesday to see what Samoa Joe has to say, what our general manager William Regal is going to do, and also the next round of the 2021 NXT Breakout Tournament as that tournament continues. Lots of questions need to be answered. That goes for all the brands, Raw, SmackDown, NXT. The fact is the questions will be answered in front of the live audience just the way that God himself intended I cannot wait to get there, and I know another person who is stoked to resume normalcy because throughout the pandemic era, this dude's star has shown brighter than most. He is the leader of Hit Row. He is the NXT North American champion, my man, Isaiah Swerve Scott. Swerve, usually on ATB, we start things at the very beginning, but I know you are very proud that everything about you is just different. So we're going to do things a little differently this week. I want to talk about what is on the mind of the entire WWE universe for the past several weeks. It's on your hoodie that you're wearing right now. Everybody's buzzing about Hit yes, Row. Tell us about Hit Row. How did it come to be? And I, I want to know everything. Um, is honestly the way it came about is very simple. It wasn't like a very long constructed idea. There was a top dollar. Now, he was AJ Francis at the time, and Ashanti the Adonis and B-Fab, Brianna Brandy, they were forming something called the Hitmakers as their own uh, trios group. And so they did like, they were together about eight months, actually, and they were just doing like a lot of the in-house shows together. It was like a project that they were feeling out, and but like Ashanti was still doing 205 Live and other things. Right, right. And then... Uh, AJ Francis was going off to do WWE treasures as well. So scheduling wise, it was hard to get them to come together. Um, all like at the same, at the same time, um, I was transitioning from cruiserweight, um, division and doing the cruiserweight titles stuff and feuding with Santos Escobar. And I was going into my own thing. It was like kind of trying to do something different and unique myself. You know, I was like, uh, I was kind of done with, um, my look and a lot of where my mannerisms and all my character was going. So I was like trying to do a transition as well. So we were all like, like you you plateaued a little bit. You feel like you need to just change it up a little bit. Yeah. It was like, I don't think the volume was turned up high enough. So it was time to like, okay, okay, let me like really, really dive into it. If I'm going to commit to something, I'm going to dive into all the way and really like go into a different way that nobody else looks like, not just in the WWE universe, but anywhere in wrestling. You know, I wanted to go somewhere just like, okay, this is really like this guy's standing out doing something completely unique. So um, after one of the uh, NXT TV TV shows, uh, Triple H approached me with the Hitmakers idea. He said he wanted to put them together. Like there's a lot that they could learn from me. My 12 years in um, wrestling experience and TV and all that stuff, I can guide them in a way. And then they can bring a different flavor and like add like a lot of muscle and a lot of impact to where I was transitioning. So it was a lot of like, okay, this is a perfect storm. And it, what just so happens, we all just happen to be music artists, you know? So it was like, oh, wow. Like how often do you get like 
musicians that actually compete in at a high level in ring right together at one time so it was a perfect storm and we played around with names um aj before he came to wwe he was doing a faction called the row out on the independence and stuff and they were like pretty it was pretty cool like you know death row um spinoff type thing and we were like yo what if we took that type of like hard grittiness like a little in your face a little like rugged and that unscripted filter and we brought it here and like well you're doing something that's very different and unique and we put your spin on it and the fact that i've been like on nxc and tv for two years it's like oh we got all the legitimacy right there and we just like formed it together and we started throwing ideas everybody was agreeing which is very rare you get four people agreeing (laughs) in this business particularly yeah Exactly. But even in like music too, it's like hard to get four people on the same page and agreeing on everything and just like, okay, what are you going to say? I'm going to say something. Boom, boom, boom. Dope. Keep that. What are you going to say? I'm going to just say something. Boom, 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 boom. I might go here, but I'm like, dope. Say that. All right. What are you going to say? And we all like, okay, these are all four different ideas, but they all like come together in congruency. So we're like, yeah, like do it. And then like, then things just start snowballing. And next thing you know, we did that one promo and debuted on NXT that night. I, I wanted to jump in on one of the uh, members of Hit Row you talked about, Top Dollar. What are your thoughts on formerly known as AJ Francis, as you mentioned? Because this is someone who has his hand in everything. I think he's very unique, and it's really opening the eyes of those in the WWE. Yeah, uh, that man is uh, unapologetic and unafraid, and I love that. That's honestly, like, I think that's the heartbeat of the group right there. The fact that he says what's on his mind. He's no, like we, when we get to TV, he already has stuff that's on his mind. That he's going to say, he has like that energy. He's not afraid to jump in front when the red light comes on. He's a performer. And then that's when, that's the thing I love about everybody in the group, especially everybody's a performer in every aspect of it, music, acting, camera work, even, uh, even in the pro wrestling thing, you know, like, they are, they're not afraid to jump in front and say, look at me. And that's what you want. You want everybody, like when it's their time, like, okay, you're up. They jump in and they're like, look at me. I Just watch me, watch me work. They want to be heard. They want to be seen. They want the pressure on them. Like it's very, once again, very rare to find four people that can do that, you know? And AJ is like one, the one that's like, I want to be the loudest. I want to be the most obnoxious. I want to be the one that says something that makes everybody just gasp. I want to say some, I want to rap a bar that's like, like makes people have to go back and re-listen to it over and over again because he said a lot of subliminal stuff at the same time, like, oh, he's coming at some people. He's actually like kind of dissing a little bit. You know, he's not afraid to, to do that, you know, and getting the experience from doing Double XL, from being on Shade 4-5 on Sirius Satellite Radio, coming coming from NFL speaking with legends on a weekly basis and stuff like that's that's there's a lot of stuff I learned from him too you're not afraid like you said and I don't know Graves if you saw it but he did like a little you know going into the barricade dude did a full front flip like he went for it and we were all sitting back just laughing like what are you doing man I I told him afterwards I'm like you put your entire NFL career into that one running (laughs) (laughs) through all six years like every practice you've ever had and every cut you've ever had from every team, you just went right into it right there. 
that's the commitment. But that's the commitment. I, that's the commitment I love about him. I love it. I'm like, I don't got to worry because he's going to put 115 percent into this. I think the thing that stood out to me the most about Hit Row, other than the ever catchy earworm that has been in my brain for two weeks, my girl and I walk around the house going, Hit Row. <laughs> it's, it's mesmerizing. But you've been in the WWE system long enough. You've spent your time and paid your dues on the independence. To me, what stands out about Hit Row is the authenticity. When you guys first appeared on camera, it was like, man, that's not like anything we've seen before. Yes, we've had hip-hop acts. We've had characters with hip-hop flavor and influence. But when the four of you appeared, everything about it went, this doesn't feel like sports entertainment to me. This, this is different. Like, this is, this is very authentic. What do you credit being able to maintain that authenticity to? Knowing how sometimes things in this, in this business, in this industry get tweaked and changed. And, and it's, it's often difficult to keep that authenticity. Yeah. Uh, I credit it to um, Triple H literally telling everybody to say, let off of them, let them go, give them the time, give them the subject and let them go. And that's what, that's what that was. Even a lot TV, there was some skepticism about sending us out there to do a live for the first time as well. I believe that. I mean, but that's, that's yeah. rare to be handed the keys to the castle. Just, Hey, go be you. You hear stories about that, you know, historically speaking, but it, these days it's not that common. At least there are parameters you have to operate in. But to be given that sort of freedom, you, you just, here are the keys. Swerve, go do your thing. One thing, um, it helped the fact that, like, of being here two years in the WWE system, I find, I built up the equity to be like, okay, we trust him with this. We know he's, he's going to play ball. We know he can perform. So that's one thing. But the other biggest thing I would say was the fact that, this is our culture and they don't want to speak for our culture. We know how to speak for our culture. We know how to speak. Like they can't tell us exactly how to like, okay, put emphasis on this, but say it in this slang term. Yeah, talk straight to us. It doesn't yeah. work. You can't do that. And they trusted that they were like, um, we can't do that. In order for right. this to feel authentic, we got to let them be authentic. And they hear how we talk when we're amongst each other, when we, we hang out the night before and we come up with, ideas and stuff the same way we talk bears the same way we talk on tv and they don't want to have their hands on that they just want us to be like hey just make sure you're not throwing out any any <laughs> anything that's too explicit don't get yeah. us kicked off tv <laughs> <laughs> or the fact that like okay some of these things are going over a lot of people's heads like what does that actually mean that's the cool thing because right. they like this crowd doesn't get that but there's a there is people out there that listen to our music that listen that are into our culture that do get that, and that's who we're tapping into that nobody else on the show can do. That's like very that's very rare. Like anybody on all the brands can do that. Like tap into this like this new 2021 like hip hop culture. Sure, it's the game's changed, rare. man. Like anything, like any right. aspect of life or entertainment, things evolve, things change. And what what I knew as hip hop is not what's cool at hip hop anymore. You know what I mean? It, it changes, it, it evolves. So now it's, it's. that's why I said, I, I that's not my scene. I'm far from a hip hop guy, as you might've guessed. But to right. see it and, and it, for it to translate to me, uh, to go, wow, man, there's something there. This is different. This is special. This is authentic. And that's the word I'm gonna keep using because that was the one thing that stood out to me was, this isn't three dudes and a, and a female doing yeah, what they're yeah. told. They're coming out there and they're just doing them. And it, and it resonates. You also got to ha have a sense of like, it's not that we're careless, but you kind of have to care less. If that makes sense. Sure. I see what you did. No. Yeah. Ask, ask for forgiveness, not permission. Bars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You kind of got to like, you know what? Like I'm going to say it. 
And if somebody has a problem with it, I'm willing to take the bullet for it. You kind of got to be like, you got to like, you got to let your hair down. You got to brush the dirt off your shoulder. Jay-Z verse, you know, like you got to go out there and be like, like there's a lot of people that like, um, I've always said this to a lot of up, up and coming talent. A lot of people like hype themselves up before they go out. You know, they like get themselves like, like they pump their chest out. They get their blood pumping. Me, I'm kind of the opposite. I got to be like calm, cool. I got to see and understand everything that I'm about to say. I got to see like, I got to know where that camera guy is, that fan wearing that red shirt, this referee here, this corner, that camera, this light, that like, I got to calm and bring everything down. So when I'm loose, you can feel and see and understand it. And that's where brings the swagger out about myself. And every and then it's also very infectious. So when I'm calm and cool, AJ's calm and cool. When I'm calm and cool, B Fab is calm and cool. Ashante's calm and cool, and we all have that cool factor. So like we all kind of level each other out and match that same level. Then we go out there, and that's where the authenticity comes out. We're not trying to like force it and be like, oh my god, we gotta, you know, we, we gotta hit nail this line like this and this this and this. like no, feel it. If it comes to you, it comes to you. If it doesn't, it didn't need to be said. G3 Assistance through Virginia's Community Colleges is your pathway to a new future. Get a skill. Get a job. Get ahead. Learn more at vccs.edu forward slash G3. You know, we keep talking about authenticity, the word that, you know, Graves has brought up. You talk about also being in the system for two years. Did you ever think you'd find a time when you can bring all your passions into one character? I honestly thought it would take a lot longer. Like I felt, I knew like I would get opportunities and get the freedoms to do those things. But like, I, I thought that would come like way later, 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 you know, but um, I had the opportunities when I was like, you know what, we got all this free time during the pandemic, you know, let me really start diving into some stuff, like dove into the podcast, dove into the music, built the studio in my home. You know, like, like I had, uh, I have a lot of industry friends, Flatbush Zombie, shout out Juice, Eric and uh, Meech. They were giving me advice on putting studio equipment together and they were sending me links and all that stuff. Give me advice on how to, what programs to use. And it, it was just like, I got all this time. I got all this energy. I'm a really good dive into it. And I don't like to dive in, into anything, you know, 50%. I go a hundred percent into everything I do. And like, shout out to WWE and NXT for granting me that freedom to do that. Why are you the way you are, Swerve? Why, why are you so driven? Why are you so motivated? And why are you so multifaceted? I and mean, Vic touched on all your passions and named a handful of them. But every time I, I see your name or I, I follow your, your social media, Swerve's up to something new. What makes you this way? As a child, I've always been like into a multitude of things and like, and I've been interested in things that don't necessarily match. Like, like this, this doesn't go with this, but like, I'm interested in both. And I've always been trying to combine a lot of things and put things together. Um, And I've always looked at like, I always like to survey the landscape of whatever uh, field I'm in, whether it be, whether it was in the military, whether it be whatever job I was doing at the time. And then wrestling, I saw how wrestling was changing. And how multifaceted a lot of these people were becoming. Like Xavier Woods is like the biggest multifaceted person I've ever seen in in the sports entertainment field. I'm like, man, this guy can do everything. What can he do? 
And that was an inspiration to myself right there. So even seeing him to do that, like five, start that five years ago, with up, 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 down, down. Like I was trying to start this on the independence with uh, my partner, Montezzi, you know, so he got me into rapping. I've only been rapping like two and a half, three years, maybe. And I literally think it, I just pointed back to my childhood. It's just like a bunch of things that just, I, I, I always had all these ideas swirling in my head. And I could never funnel it. And as I got older, I started figuring out ways to just attack one thing at one time. I would attack one thing at another one, attack one thing. And then I got like, okay, I'm pretty got, I got pretty good at this. Now I'm just going to try to combine all these things and make it one. It always, it still stands out to me. Uh, Mela and I were walking through downtown St. Petersburg one random evening and you were coming yeah. the opposite direction. And I saw you from afar and I'm like, I think that, nah, I don't know. And then you got close enough. I went, oh my God, this swerve. And you said you had just finished performing. And we were going yeah. our way and you were going the other way. And we never really got to discuss because I remember we walked away and I said, what, what do you mean he was performing? Like why in St. Petersburg? What, what is, okay. What the hell were you doing? <laughs> that was like uh, our first weekend performing. So me and uh, Montezzi, we have a rap group called Swerve City. It's on all streaming platforms, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube. You can listen to the music and title and all that. Um, we did two albums and he is um, familiar with the promoter local promoter in Florida, Tampa Bay area, St. Pete area, but he also travels and tours around the country. Oh, okay. And his name's Strizzo. Strizzo, they've been link, linked for a while and he loves wrestling. And he was like, oh, you've been making music with Swerve. Man, like, let me listen to your stuff. He listened to our albums and he loved them both because it was, he was like, it's a unique sound that's not very popular anymore. Everybody's going into this one sound that's like, and he was like, y'all are completely the other way and it's unique and refreshing. I want y'all to perform like a five song set on this uh, Tampa, it was a Super Bowl weekend. Okay. It was the Jan Jan at Janice Live. All right. Yeah, and that, yeah. that place has had like Snoop Dogg performing oh, on yeah. that stage. I've, I've seen a million shows there over the years. Yeah. yeah. And so this is new to me being a new to Florida. Like, I'm like, oh, wow. Like, oh, yeah, I got to do this. And he asked Teezy, but Teezy was like, I'm not doing it without my man Swerve. So we got up there, did our five songs from like both albums and stuff. It was my first time ever performing. And then he's like, we we killed it the first night. And he was like, we loved it. We loved it so much. We want you to come back and do it again tomorrow night, man. So we were like, oh, yeah, yeah. So I, we came back, did a, a different song set the next night, killed it again. There was more people the next night. That was when we ran into you and Mella. And we were like, yeah, we just performed. And it was like, wait, I just performed in front of like 150 people. Like, I don't, this is like still new to me. It's still fresh to me. But it was like, it was once again, like, that's that nature of like being a performer, a natural performer to the red light comes on and you just go and you just instinctively know how to reach people. You spent your time traveling the world do, doing independence. So a, a crowd of a hundred and something people is oftentimes a good crowd on the Indies. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's un unfamiliar to you. What, what's the difference or the similarities between performing in a, a music venue as part of a hip hop show versus being on NXT television as hit row? Well, on television, it's like, once again, like you're working for television, you're trying to reach the masses through the camera. You're trying to like direct everything to make sure like the people, the camera, the people, people uh, there, you do cater to them, but you really want to reach the people in the camera and the people at home that are, you know, you want the ratings and all that stuff. And uh, so I kind of engage more internally in the ring. I kind of engage my opponent more. I kind of engage with my face. I make a lot of like, cinematic um movements as far as in the ring so i'm engaging internally but with like 
performing on stage, it's like you're trying to engage every single person you can get. Those little songs, those couple minutes, I want to get that guy. I want to get that guy drinking a beer up top over here. I want to try to get that lady over here who's like not necessarily paying attention. She's kind of looking, but she's not really there. I'm like, no, I'm going to get you too. And then you want to get this guy. You want to get the um, people chilling in VIP to start bobbing. You want to get, so you try to, I try to engage every single person I can see and catch the eye of every person. And then when I have everybody's faces looking at me, that's when I know I can really show out and go to the next level. So it's like really that true engagement to every single person. And I, and this not a lot of time, but I try to like get everyone individually rather than just like looking at the crowd as a one entity. I try to look at every single person and get them involved in the music because they, they I'm pretty sure they haven't heard the songs. I'm pretty sure they haven't heard the album. I, this is my chance to get you to want to go and download it and listen to it and find us, seek us out, anticipate more music coming, really get into it, you know? Going off of uh, that and trying to reach the masses, have you seen the video <laughs> of Wade Barrett? Yes, I have. I don't think Graves knows what I'm talking about, but I'll let you describe it to him. I'm glad you've seen it, though. Yes. Oh, man, I, I retweeted it. Um, uh, when we did the uh, Hit Row Cypher at the Great American Bash, um, there was a lot of uh, fan footage that came out on social media and stuff. And one was a fan from in the, in the um, CWC pointing the camera at Wade Bear right when Hit Row the hook started playing and it went, and if you didn't know, Wade just goes, now, you know, and I'm like, we got him. <laughs> he was into it, man. Oh. Yeah, he had a, he had a, and it was like, you always talk about like, um, just like the commentating, like just leveling out, like just going quiet and just enjoying. And I really like watching it back. I was like, man, uh, yeah, the commentary was like actually engaged and feeling it. So hearing you guys like level out and just like, and I was like, okay, they must be enjoying what we're doing. Yeah, man, Wade Wade was was completely into it. And, and on the back end of that, I was starting to think about other superstars that are artists. Have you ever reached out to anyone like R-Truth or Jeff Hardy that also step out of the ring and go on to a stage musically? I've reached out to R-Truth. Um, he was really busy at the time because he was like doing, um, he was uh, producing and doing some more work on his own, trying to get his projects done. And um, that was also during the pandemic era. So I don't know how um, accessible to a studio he had because he also needs a producer. He has like he has like channels to go through to get that stuff done. When we're over here, we can just do it in our studio, in our home. Like, hey, come over to the house. We can record and make an album. So it was not and not everybody had that luxury that we did. So it never actually came through. But I'm still looking forward to trying to actually get our truth to come onto a record or if he wants to feature myself or rest of hit row or even my uh, partner, Montezzi Swerve city on the record. We're always down to do it. Always want to collab because I'm still learning in this. And um, I, I, I love the experience of the reps of jumping on other people's music. So I'm like, okay, let me try to make this something special, making my own. Graves, you might have a hookup with our truth You might know a guy. That I mean, I, I know a guy. I could probably. Yeah, figure but, something. Oh, I mean, you, people. When you think about like hip hop legitimacy, Corey Graves comes to mind. Of That's course. That's what I was thinking too. <laughs> I was thinking more. <laughs> These guys are trying to trying to propel their career, not not fly into the side of a mountain. Vic. Uh, Swerve, before I let you go, I got to ask. Looking across the the NXT landscape, you saw you had a little stare down with uh, Legato Del Fantasma this past week on NXT. 
What's uh, on the immediate horizon for Isaiah Scott and Hit Row? The sky's the limit. And to I'm just saying, like, uh, we're at this point, we're shooting for the stars and hoping to hit the moon, man. Like, everything is like, we're doing something that's so unique and different. So, right now, we anything can happen at this point. So, it's hard to say, like, it's hard to set a goal for what we're trying to do. Trying to be the, for me personally, I'm trying to be the longest reign of NXT North American champion in history. I want like an accolade record to be like broken and just have my name solidified for a long time. Um, like, and we're, right now we're trying to make also the culture proud. We're trying to like really, re- really push it forward into the forefront. We're like trying to do something that's never been done in a time where we're, tr- we're getting back to fans coming in and like getting back to normalcy. I'm trying to change the game. I'm trying to be um, something that people use myself and hit row. Like, okay, this is the standard now. Like, this is the standard. Like, we we were so used to seeing this. Like, we're so, so used to seeing certain other, like, characters and representation on the screen. No, these guys are the standard now. Reaching us is going to be really hard. And, like, even that's no slate to, like, the Street Profits. That's no slate to the New Day because those guys are – in another standard, but we're also like carving out our own niche in our own category. These guys like the, like I felt like new day was like the cosplay, like um, uh, they were in more in the cosplay um, realm of things with the video games, the pop culture, the, the uh, animes and all that stuff. I feel like we have that chance to like, okay, we're, we're the next standard in our culture of like, okay, the hip hop, the 2021 hip hop culture, uh, the street, but also the conglomeracy, the hip hop conglomerate power, you know, that's what we represent. And that's the standard. And we, we're going to set the bar so high. You're going to need air force to find it. Love it, man. I I got all the respect in the world for that. I, I hope you accomplish your goals. I'm enjoying exactly what you're doing right now. Everything about hit row is fun. You're kicking ass as the NXT North American champion. Before uh, before we let you go, where can uh, where can the ATB listeners find everything? Swerve Scott. Ooh, where do I get started? All right. Um, <laughs> well, we had Big Joseph on Thank the you. Swerve City podcast before. Um, you can also find older episodes with um, uh, Swerve City podcast. YouTube.com backslash Swerve City podcast. Right here on YouTube, we had interviews with Bailey, Charlotte. We've had uh, Cesaro come on. We've had Kofi, Drew McIntyre, Undisputed Era, you name them, they've been on our show. And um, they're free to watch on YouTube.com. Swerve City, two albums. The first one, From Humble Beginnings, on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, Tidal, all streaming platforms. And our follow-up album, GPS. And we also have uh, the newest record that me and TZ just put out together, Montezzi, Other Side 2 is almost at 200,000 streams in two weeks. So check that out on Spotify, iTunes, and Tidal, and every other streaming platform you can find. There's a lot going on. We got more music coming out. Erica Sun 2 coming out soon. Check it out. Swerve, you're a busy man. We appreciate you taking time to hang out with ATB. You're always welcome here, man. Next time, bring the crew. I got got a lot to learn. (laughs) That's a lot to fit into this camera screen, especially with like top dollar. Yeah, I was going to say. (laughs) I'll figure out a way. We'll send you a wide (laughs) lens. We'll do.
<laughs> yes. <we> are. <laughs> yes, sir. Appreciate you guys. That was awesome, Vic. I I am very rarely fascinated because we spend so much time around everybody in WWE. And obviously, I don't get to spend as much time around Swerve as you do. Uh, what a fascinating dude. It's very unique, man, to to find someone that can have so many different outlets. You and I talk about it all the time. Like we're always just in this bubble of WWE and we're so into whether it's after the bell, raw NXT voiceovers for a video game, having to do an interview, the list goes on. I've been to Swerve's house. And when you walk into his living room, you're like, wow. And then you turn to your left and there's a whole thing where he just paints. And then he has his record studio and then he has his podcast studio upstairs. Like he's such a very unique individual that to have him on, as you mentioned, give him this platform to speak his message. I mean, it speaks volume to the man that he is. Yeah, no doubt about it. I got a lot of respect for Isaiah Swerve, Scott and hit row, everything they're doing. I'm a big fan of, I'm a big fan of getting back in front of you, the WWE universe. And I can't waste any more time flapping my gums. It is go time until then follow us at after the bell WWE on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I'm at WWE graves. He is at Vic Joseph WWE. Did you just send me a DM on Twitter? Do you, I'm trying to do business here. I know, but you have to see Wade dancing. I sent it to you. I want you to view it. Yep. Oh, there it is. Wade. Oh, Wade. And oh, that's just Wade. a small little portion. It just goes to show you what Hit Row is capable of. When you've got Wade Barrett dancing and bobbing his head, it's uh, it's a sight to behold. You should probably put that on our After the Bell social media so yes. everybody can enjoy it. Everybody can enjoy ATB for free on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. If you're using Spotify, search after the bell. Hit that follow button. If you're an Apple user, hit the plus sign on the ATB page, and you will never miss an episode. While you're there, throw us the ever-important five-star rating. Leave us a review. It honestly does help spread the word of the best sports entertainment podcast on the planet Earth. You can keep up with all your favorite shows in the WWE Podcast Network by following at WWE Podcasts on all social media platforms. Vic, the time has arrived. The WWE Universe is welcome. Let's do the damn thing. We'll be back next week with more wisdom, more vitriol, and more WWE after the bell. G3 Assistance through Virginia's Community Colleges is your pathway to a new future. Helping those who qualify pay for school and train for the right career. Right where you are, right now. Learn more at vccs.edu forward slash G3.